Hello, welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that aims to redefine what it means to reach your full potential by exploring how movement and mindset impacts our lives and how we can all work to show up as the best versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC, and we're going to be talking about how to balance routine and our expectations around our routines. So there's a lot of talk about routines, and I'm sure some of you have heard some version of this, right? The biggest thing now is our morning routine. So I get up, I do cold plunge, I, you know, eat a certain meal for breakfast, I stretch, I read a chapter of a book, the list goes on and on. I'm not saying that any of these things are bad. I'm not not advocating for a great routine, but I think what we don't consider is that what happens when our circumstances change? What happens when things are different? What happens when we're on the road, we're traveling, we go on vacation, we have someone in our family gets sick, our circumstances at work change? The way that we allocate our hours throughout the day has to change, right? Whatever the scenario is, life is dynamic and things change. And while routine is great, and I am a massive believer in routine, um, I work very hard to set myself up for a routine that is consistent, a routine that is repeatable. You also have to hold these things somewhat loosely because they will change. There are days and weeks and even months or years where routine is going to look and feel different. So today I want to talk about what it looks like to have a routine, to make that routine work for you while also balancing that in relation to our expectations around how we execute that routine. And what brought me to this is I actually did a post on Instagram about that routine and coming back from travel and what that's going to look and feel like for me and how I manage that time. And I got lots of comments and people reached out and, and they were like, oh, that's interesting or that's something I struggle with or, um, you know, it's not something that I had thought about necessarily that way. And so I thought I, I would dive in deeper. And it's something that's that's come up and it's been recurring. And it wasn't until I did that post on Instagram that it actually kind of struck me that this is something that so many people struggle with is that, okay, we want to have a routine. So the first thing that people struggle with or that's, that most of us struggle with is that we have to get into a routine to begin with. And I'll outline kind of where those routines can show up or what a routine actually is. But it's hard to nail that down. So when we do that, when we find things that work for us that we want to maintain consistent and we want to keep as a consistent touch point in our lives – then we get really, really attached to that routine and it becomes very disruptive when we have to change the routine. So what do we do when I can't, it's not feasible to stick to that anymore? And the specifics around that are often from a place of a time construct, meaning there is a specific time that I do this. There's a specific length of time that this thing lasts. There's a specific day of the week that I do this and I don't want that to change. That's great. I think consistency and, and repetition are really important. We want our bodies respond really well to knowing when something's going to happen. 
But again, life is dynamic. Days go awry. Shit hits the fan. What do we do when, when it's just not feasible? We have to be fluid. We can't let perfection get in the way of, of doing anything. And so this is where I see uh, lots of folks really struggle to just manage expectations in relation to the dynamics of what it looks like to actually implement a routine that is productive and actually adds value. Because the only way routine is good is if it is a value add. If it actually bogs us down because we are always chasing the pursuit of the quote-unquote perfect routine, then that routine is no longer a value add. It's actually weighing us down. It's bogging us down. It's keeping us from moving the direction of things that we want or moving in a positive direction at all. This is where most of us get stuck is that if I can't do it this way, I'm not going to do it at all. I've talked about this at length in lots of different ways through many different lenses on this podcast. But this is the same thing with routine is if I can't do it at four in the morning, I'm not going to do it at all. Right. As an example, if I can't eat the same breakfast, if I can't go to the same place, if I can't have 30 minutes for my stretching routine or my quiet time, or if I can't work on a specific thing in a particular time, then I'm just not going to do it at all. I think there has to be some fluidity here. We have to hold these things um, kind of one in each hand. One, routine is good. Two, I can't let routine get in the way of doing anything. Um, and so, yes, I want to work on having a routine, but when life requires that I adapt that routine, I have to be flexible enough to still be able to navigate my life and my goals and, and the world without that routine being 100% set in stone. So I'm going to go through four areas of how to think about routine, how to think about it as something that we can both hold tightly while also keeping a loose grip on it and managing expectations around what it looks like to navigate that routine productively. Um, And then how to adapt when things change and some mindset tools to make sure that routine is, is a productive thing for us that it's actually showing up positively in our lives versus again, bogging us down. So first thing is to identify your non-negotiables and revolve around those. So when we think about routine, again, what are the things, or I would encourage you to think about putting a routine, putting some structure to the things that are non-negotiables in your life. So For me, there's, I'll give you an example, there's several areas that that shows up. First and foremost, it's movement. Movement has to be a consistent part of my life on a daily basis. Now, that doesn't mean that every day is a hard workout. It doesn't mean that every day uh, I am, you know, have to do an hour of exercise or three hours of exercise or whatever. It is my non-negotiable is that movement has to be a part of my life. And so part of my routine has to be to integrate movement in some way. Now, where I loosen my grip on that can be as an example of what that movement actually looks like. So if typically on Tuesdays I go for a run and life dictates that that's not going to work this Tuesday, I need to be able to integrate movement in a way that still allows me to maintain that routine, but loosen my grip on the expectation that Tuesday is a run. So that's an example of what it can look like to navigate the nuance of still maintaining a routine. The routine is 
that my, one of my non-negotiables is movement, but that I have to be flexible in what that might be given the circumstances of my day. Another one is sleep. So a non-negotiable for me is that I'd like to try to get eight hours of sleep a night. Now, I know there's lots of talk around sleep, how much you need, whatever. For me, and again, I want to encourage you to think about what is that non-negotiable for you? If sleep is a non-negotiable, then how much of it do you want or need? And then what are the parameters around sleep? So one, I want to get a good night's sleep. I'd like to try to get eight hours. If I feel like I, my body really needs it, Maybe I'll need, maybe I'll try to get more, but I want to use eight as a benchmark. So can I set up, no matter how my day unfolds, can that be a, uh, a non-negotiable? Can that still be part of my routine is that I am going to set up my time, my day, my expectations around what I'm going to get done um, so that I still have that eight-hour window to get sleep. Now, I will also say that this is a very nuanced component in that sometimes you're just not going to have a good night's sleep. Sometimes you are busy or you have late travel or whatever, and you're just going to have a short night's sleep. You're going to get four hours or five or six or two or whatever. That's okay. Again, I really want to highlight the fluidity here is that I want to try really hard to maintain my routine and also know that sometimes it's not going to happen. That's not the end of the world. So it doesn't mean that I can't try tomorrow or that I'm going to have a few days of bad sleep and short sleep or whatever, and then I'm going to rally and I'm going to work to recover and I'm going to take that into consideration as I think about how to prepare myself to reintegrate that non-negotiable for me when it makes sense. So again, there is nuance here, and that's what I want to highlight is that when we don't sleep, we can't freak out. Or imagine a scenario where we never sleep again. What I want to do is I want to try to build my my routine around the fact that I want to prioritize sleep the best way that I can on that particular day, given the scenario and circumstances that I'm faced with. And I want to adjust my expectations accordingly. And I'm going to go from there. Another one for me is nutrition. Right? I want to try to eat well. Specifically, I want to try to slow down and eat meals with people that I want to share time with. So on a given day, uh, I want to cook dinner with my wife because that time is really important. It is something that is massively important and valuable to me and our relationship and my mental health and my ability to connect and, and the list goes on and on. So I'm going to make that a priority and I want to make that part of my routine. So that means that I have to stop working at some point and I have to go into the kitchen and I have to spend time preparing dinner uh, with people that I care about. Um, And that means that I'm going to cook a meal that's nourishing. I'm going to think about the quality of those ingredients. I'm going to think about how that meal nourishes my body in relation to my goals. And I'm going to try to make that part of my routine, meaning that I'm going to set up the other parts of my day so that I can prioritize that. Now, again, if I'm not home, if I'm traveling, if I have whatever's going on, I can still prioritize that. So that means I can go to a restaurant that prioritizes those things, or I can connect with someone that I can share a meal over uh, or share a meal with 
that uh, that I'm exciting uh, that I'm excited to connect with or I can share a conversation with. So again, I can still prioritize that. It might look and feel different, and that's okay. Also, I know that sometimes I'm just going to be pressed for time, and I'm not going to be able to make that happen. So again, we're relaxing our expectations when it's appropriate. Where I want to highlight an opportunity here is that we can come back to our routine quickly. So I can relax my expectations one evening, given the dynamics of the day, and know that, okay, it's not in the cards for me to to prepare a meal and share that experience with people. It doesn't mean I can't get back to that tomorrow. So this is where we get um, we get caught up is that, you know, one, we get off of our routine one time, we do it the next day and the next day. Well, last night I ate, you know, had to eat out and it was quick and I just did the best I can. Screw it. I'll do it tonight. That leads to the next, the next, next. Come back to, to these non-negotiables. So highlight and identify what those are for you. Those are three of mine. We have movement, sleep, and nutrition. I want to try to build a routine around those three things in whatever way it makes the most sense on any given day. Notice that I didn't provide hyper-specific time parameters or, or very, very specific things around those because things happen. And what I can do is that allows me to maintain some fluidity while still staying connected to the things that I care about and building a routine uh, central to allowing me to execute those. So we want to loosen our grip on exactly how and when things get done, recognize that perfection is the enemy of progress, and just focus on revolving around those non-negotiables. So again, how exactly they get done and when exactly they get done are not necessarily the most important part of the routine. It's that we maintain a consistent touch point with those non-negotiables on any given day as best as we can, given the scenario and the the specifics of what life throws at us, we wake up tomorrow and we try again. So loosen that grip while still holding those non-negotiables tightly. Next is we want to use change in routine to highlight your strengths and not feel bad about it. So what I mean by that is when your scenario changes, when life is different tomorrow than it was today, when you're the most classic example of this is travel. So if you travel for work or you're traveling for vacation or pleasure, things change, right? You don't have access to the same stuff you did. You're not in your routine. Now, a lot of times that's by design. So I'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but it's also good to get out of your routine and to be forced to do things differently. To that end, we want to use the change in routine to highlight your strengths and not feel bad about the fact that that routine is now different. So I'm going to use myself as an example, as I often do. And when I used to travel or um, when I have traveled in the past, I used to get really anxious about work and how I was going to manage my workload and when I was going to get that work done and when I had time to do X, Y, and Z. And because it didn't, it wasn't going to be the same routine as I had in my office, right? It wasn't going to be the same wake up and do this for an hour and then spend time here and then check in here. I didn't have the same control over how I, how I interacted with my work. And that made me 
very anxious because I was like, am I going to miss something? Am I going to drop the ball? Are people going to think that I'm not communicating effectively, uh, that I'm not paying attention to them? Am I not going to be able to provide the support that, uh, that I feel that I'm responsible for to the people around me? The list goes on and on. What I was able to do or how I reframe that is I actually use it as a chance to hone my communication skills. So one of my strengths is my ability to communicate very effectively with people in a way that both values myself uh, and them and, um, and puts everyone in a position to be very, very clear about what's going on. So instead of being anxious, what I thought what it highlighted was an opportunity to leverage my communication skills. So what that looked like was, hey, I'm traveling. Things are going to look like X, Y, and Z. This is what you can expect from me. What do you need to be reciprocated? And what does that look like moving forward? Right? So very, very clear expectations, communicating very precisely. Things were going to be different. It doesn't mean that I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't going to provide, um, hold up my end of the bargain or show up for my responsibilities as it relates to that particular thing with work, but it was different. And so again, instead of being anxious and thinking, oh, I'm not doing exactly the same as I was when I'm not traveling, what I gave myself the chance to do was to think dynamically about how can I actually leverage my strengths to make this um, a more productive experience and to actually make this a good thing. So again, when our routine changes, use it as an opportunity to think about how can I leverage my strengths here to actually make this something productive? Instead of being worried about being out of my routine or not doing things exactly the same way that I do when I am uh, able to maintain a more consistent routine or be more in alignment with my ideal routine. What strengths can I leverage to actually make this situation productive, to make this situation something that is um, that's good for everyone involved, yourself included? So mine was thinking about how can I communicate more effectively, leverage that strength of mine, and make this a situation that relieves my anxiety while also making sure that everyone's on the same page and I'm communicating very effectively. And that took me a while to arrive at. Um, I spent a long time, many years, anxious about that travel and how to manage it. And, and I'd stay up too late trying to make up for lost time. And again, that's the second part of this is to not feel bad about when things change. So knowing that a change in routine is... That's part of it. Everyone has dynamic situations and, and things that change. So don't feel bad when you have to adapt. And so again, using myself as an example, I spent a lot of time feeling bad that I wasn't showing up in the exact same way every single day, all the time, when what I had the opportunity to do was to think differently about how do I leverage my strengths? How can I actually hone this skill of mine and use this as a positive to get better at something that's really going to serve me in all areas of my life? My example is communication. We can all work to refine that. And so that's how I chose to reframe that. And it dramatically changed how I thought about moving in and out of more disruptive or dynamic time periods. So 
Think about change as an opportunity to refine, hone, or highlight a skill, and then don't feel bad about the fact that it's changed. Again, it's an opportunity, and that reframe goes a long way in how we navigate those differences. Third was not to push yourself when you return to your routine. So this one is probably the one that I see play out the most. Um, and I see it both on the uh, on the the kind of work side. So if I put my entrepreneur hat on the kind of the career and leadership space, and if I put my endurance coaching hat on, I see it in the athlete space as well. Is that when we get back to a place where we feel like we can return and we want to return to that more normal routine, the routine, again, that is kind of the ideal, the thing that we would like to, you know, have in place all the time. But again, realistically, we can't. When we get back to that place, I'll use travel as an example. Again, this is the most classic disruptive uh, component of so many people's lives, um, is that um, we come back from travel, life starts to fall into a rhythm again, we get back into our groove, we have a tendency to want to punish ourselves for being out of routine or allowing ourselves would be the better way to put it, allowing ourselves to, to uh, navigate away from that routine for a time period where that we were still keeping, again, we're still keeping those non-negotiables, but that routine looked and felt different. So when we come back, we want to, to punish ourselves. And so what that tends to look like is, on the training or the exercise perspective, we do a ton of intensity. So, okay, I was on vacation or I was traveling for work. I was still still able to move, but I didn't really get any, you know, hard workouts in, or I didn't get any of the specific interval training, or I didn't get a heavy strength workout in like I typically would or could have when I'm home or not on the road. So I'm going to come back and I'm going to do seven straight days of brutal workouts to quote unquote make up for it. If you've been in that position, join the club. We all have. But you don't have to punish yourself. You don't have to. One, it's not productive. Um, But if that aside, if we put the physiology of that aside, again, it's okay that the routine changed. Just come back into things. Um, And I'll touch on the fact that it is good for the routine to change. It's good that when you're on the road, if you're traveling, that you give yourself that pattern interrupt. Right? Routine can also be a rut. So there's a healthy balance there of routine providing a benchmark for consistency and progress and routine being a rut. And so it's okay and it's good and it's healthy that that routine purposefully changes. We allow that to change. Again, still staying grounded in those non-negotiables, but knowing that if I'm on vacation, that it's probably a, a good thing that, you know, I give myself a break from getting up super early in the morning to get a workout in or that I structure my days exactly that I, uh, as I would at home. I think that it was, it's productive that we take a break from that extreme routine or that precision in routine and mix things up. 
coming back to not punishing yourself um, on the work front too. So again, um, in the kind of career space, how often do you come back, you get back into your routine again, maybe it's some work travel. You're on the road for a few days, a week, whatever. Things got behind. You had to focus on other scenarios, other tasks, uh, emails, whatever. Felt like things piled up. You come back, you feel like you have to work a 20-hour day to catch up, right? You feel like you have to punish yourself to get back. So work didn't look exactly the same, and so you come back and you overwork to try to make up for that. You feel like you have to punish yourself because it didn't look and feel exactly the same. I really want to encourage you to not feel like you have to punish yourself when you return to that more normal routine. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't hustle a little bit. I understand that if we're getting back into the groove and we fell a little bit behind our work or we're coming back from vacation, right? We're going to have to play catch up a little bit. But pace yourself, right? It's it's not a it's not a, a sixteen hour day. It's a chance again to think about what does it look like to come back into this time period in a way that's productive. I want to reengage in my routine, but I don't have to punish myself for being out of a routine. Um, and so, just work to find that balance for you, right? I get that. I just came back from vacation, and you know you got to catch up. There's things that you haven't been paying attention to, but ease into it, right? I don't have to flog myself for taking time away. And that, again, on the training and the work front, um, just be cognizant of not punishing yourself upon your return. When you return to your routine, so when you get back to a space that is a little bit more of that ideal routine. Again, we still have those non-negotiables, but maybe it's more of that. I'm going to wake up at a particular time. I'm going to try to get an hour workout in before um, work. I'm going to try to do X, Y, and Z, right? We're starting to layer in a few more of these specifics. When you get back to that routine, um, give yourself a chance to reintegrate. So there's a balance between hitting your non-negotiables, but knowing that there might be kind of a re-entry period. So again, this often plays out like, okay, I had a really tough last week, right? Really challenging at work. Family was sick. uh, I was traveling, right? Whatever is disruptive, there could be any number of things in your life. Now this week, things are getting a little bit, you know, we're back on track. Family's better. I'm not traveling anymore. Whatever the scenario is, great. We still might have to kind of navigate some of that re-entry. If we didn't sleep very well because we had a massive workload last week and we just knew that was just going to be part of it, well, I might want to sleep a little more this week and maybe I, you know, set my alarm for an hour later instead of being so rigid in my routine that I'm going to wake up at five in the morning knowing that's still going to limit my sleep. It's still going to limit my, my body's ability to recover. It's going to limit how I actually engage in that day and throughout the week. So know that there might be a bit of a transition period. We have a tendency to want to just kind of dive directly back in. Give yourself a little space. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not showing up. It doesn't mean that we're not 
working to actively engage and get back to that space, but just be realistic, right? Know that it might take a couple of days to, to, to reintegrate. Same thing on the movement front, right? If I've been stuck on a plane for a day, coming back from travel, it might take a day to just kind of loosen up, stretch out, right? And if, if I came back on a Sunday and Mondays, I usually do a heavy strength workout. It might actually be one, it's not smart or prudent, but I might just need to maybe, you know, reduce the weight a little bit, right? I don't want to dive right back into heavy squats. If I've had a day of travel and my body's tight and I'm dehydrated from travel and this, that, and the other. So again, just give yourself a little space on that reentry. doesn't mean that we're not trying to sink our teeth in things that we're not working to get back to that routine, but we're just relaxing our expectations a little bit and understanding that it might take a second, again, a day or two or whatever, to get back into that kind of reentry period, right? There's a little bit of a buffer. There's a little bit of a transition period. So this is all about nuance. I'm going I'm to reiterate Hold the routine, you know, tightly while also loosen your grip on the expectation, knowing that there's a fluidity there and that that is an okay thing and is actually going to set you, set you up for success. Um, last one, and I mentioned this earlier, but I want to reiterate it and kind of call it out specifically. Routines are in place to help you. So again... Our minds like routine. Our bodies like routine. We do really good at knowing what things are going to look and feel like and being able to replicate that or execute that consistently and not being bouncing from one thing to the next. Again, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast is proactive versus reactive, right? Routine is really exactly that is a proactive approach to setting yourself up for success so that you can revolve around these non-negotiables versus bouncing from fire to fire, hoping that you check the boxes and get things done. Routine allows you to keep those cornerstones of your life in place. That's great. They're there to help you. However, if and when you hold them too tightly, it could be hurting you. So consider the value in your approach to executing your routine. What I mean by that is, is it actually helping you? Is you working to keep that routine in place a value add? Or is it the pursuit of perfection, which is actually getting in the way of progress? This is where so many people find routine disruptive, is if I can't do it exactly this way, I'm not going to do it at all. Well, I missed my 4 a.m. workout. I guess that means I'm not working out at all today. I'm not going to move at all. Now, I understand some people have, most of us, have very specific time periods and windows where we can get things done because we have responsibilities um, outside of that. That's okay. Again, If we're talking about movement, for example, if I can't get an early morning workout in, can I get a walk-in later? It's okay, right? Again, we're relaxing our expectations in the sense that I'm still going to hold that non-negotiable tightly. Movement's still going to be there. This might not look exactly the way that I had planned it today. It's okay. I can try tomorrow. 
right? So I don't have to give up. I don't have to be like, well, screw it. I didn't get my workout in. The whole week's ruined. Or I'm going to take today off and then there's guilt tomorrow. And so you thrash yourself in the gym and then that disrupts the rest of the week, right? I, I, I know that so many of you have been in this position where it's a, it's a downward spiral. You know, one leads to the next. I missed today. I punish myself tomorrow. That disrupts me the next day. I'm too sore. I'm too tired. Then another workout goes poorly. And then we start this downward, downward spiral. This is where this kind of adjustment of expectations helps with longevity and sustainability. I missed a workout this morning. I go for a walk tonight. That's still a win. Tomorrow can be a great workout, right? I didn't kill myself to try to overdo or overcompensate when my routine didn't go exactly as planned. Same thing with work, okay? Today I got really busy. I didn't get done what I thought I would. Doesn't mean I need to work till midnight. How about I go to sleep, wake up tomorrow morning refreshed, clear-headed, take some notes, outline what it looks like to move through my day in a way that actually allows me to check those boxes or be more in alignment? Can I improve tomorrow based on the feedback that I've gotten today, not destroy myself today and limp through the rest of the week? So there's a balance and a sustainability here that's possible when we hold these two things uh, in in concert. We hold them again in, in both hands. The routine with an understanding that expectations have to be held loosely by design. Otherwise it's not sustainable. And so quick recap, again, five ways that we can think about balancing routine and expectation. Identify your non-negotiables. If you don't do anything else from this podcast, please do this. What are the things that you want the most out of each day? Right? This is what you revolve around. Again, minor movement, sleep, nutrition. There's some pieces in that related to relationships and connection. It's important to me. Those have to be a part of it. All right, so identify your non-negotiables. Again, if you don't get anything else out of this podcast, just think about that and know what those are. You can't build a routine if you don't know what you care most about. What are your cornerstones? That's what routine is rooted in. When routine changes, use it as an opportunity to highlight your strengths. So don't force something and then create an anxious environment or a guilt-ridden environment because things are different. How can you leverage that experience to highlight your strengths or to lean into a new skill or something that you can develop that's actually going to be a value add? So don't force it. How can you think dynamically, leverage strengths that you have to navigate that experience or that situation in a way that's productive? Next is going to be not to punish yourself when you return to your routine. So when things have been dynamic, when it's been different, when you come back, it doesn't mean that you have to make up for lost time. Right? Just get back to it. Get back to those cornerstones. Get back to those non-negotiables. Hopefully they've been a consistent part as best as you can uh, could have made them while through that dynamic time period. And you come back to a routine that feels more like home. Right? Don't, don't punish yourself to make up for lost time. When you return to your routine, give yourself an opportunity to kind of reintegrate. Right? There's a bit of a reentry period. Just recognize that. It doesn't mean that's going to be the case every time. Right? Strange day today, didn't go as planned tomorrow, I can get right back to it. No reentry. Totally fine. 
dynamic period, really busy at work for a week, come back on Monday, I might need a second, right? I might need to catch up on sleep. I might need to spend some time with family. I might need to do some things that allow me to re-engage and connect and not just dive straight back into routine and say to hell with the rest of it, I'm getting right back to my routine. So just think about the nuance there and what it looks like to, to navigate back into uh, and out of those experiences. And next, just remember that routines are in place to help you. So once you have routines, once you have those non-negotiables, are they a value add? Or is perfection getting in the way of progress? Are you holding too tightly the routine and it's actually inhibiting you from making strides? When the routine doesn't go as planned, when you're not able to, to hit it exactly like you want it, is it so disruptive that it keeps you from doing anything? Or that one bad day rolls into the next, rolls into the next, and so on. So, as always, I hope this was helpful. This is, again, like I said earlier in the in the podcast, it's something that I realized retroactively. I was kind of talking about it just um, flippantly a bit based on my own experiences, and I realized it's upon reflection it's something that so many people have trouble with or they they struggle to understand how to again kind of hold these two things at the same time and so i hope these actionable uh actionable points these areas that you can sink your teeth into you can highlight or you can define your non-negotiables you can think about those re-entry periods you can think about how you if you're punishing yourself on uh, on either side of those disruptive or dynamic time periods, um, you can actually take action on that. You can do something about it, and you can work to make routine work for you. So, as always, thomasenduranceCoaching.com. If you are struggling to manage a routine, to find a routine, to understand how to integrate a routine into your life, you have no idea what a routine is, right? If you're anywhere on the spectrum, this is where we come in. So we have an amazing team of coaches that work to help you understand what it looks like to integrate that into your life in a meaningful way that's actually impactful and doesn't detract but actually adds value. So if you find yourself anywhere in the spectrum about things we've talked about, please reach out to us, thomasendurancecoaching.com. Click the button in the top right-hand corner to connect with a coach. We'd love to help you find a methodology and approach to building your non-negotiables, to understanding what routine looks like for you. And so that's actually a value add. Also, impactinitiative.network. So this is leadership development. If you are more on the work spectrum, so the things that we talked about today as it relates to work and travel and managing your time and managing expectations and responsibilities of those that uh, you work with or that you are responsible to or responsible for. This is where Impact Initiative comes in. So we help you understand exactly what it looks like to build a career develop leadership skills, communication skills, relationships that are in alignment with uh, the things you care most about. And part of that is going to be those non-negotiables, right? What do we build routines around? So 
if you are struggling in that space um, and the career front feels uh, more reactive than proactive, you're not sure how to manage that time, um, impactinitiative.network. You can always um, reach out to us directly at Endurance Minded as well. Um, but we have lots of tools and resources, services uh, designed for uh, any anyone uh, on that career spectrum that's looking for, for guidance. So um, that's impactinitiative.network. You can reach out to us there. And we would love to help you make sure that that experience uh, on the career front is productive, is rewarding, uh, and is managed in a way that feels like it's in alignment with who you are um, and how you want to live your life. So thanks as always. Um, if you've yet to do so, rate, subscribe, and share. I can't thank you enough. We'll see you next time on Endurance Minded.